0: In the 101st episode of the Geek Domination Podcast, myself, Cody Spitzelberger, and Anthony Tyson talk about some news, and then we talk about our reaction to the Destiny 2 gameplay reveal.
1: It's going to be great. Jesus Christ.
0: Gentlemen and ladies, welcome to the Geek Domination podcast,
1: episode 101. Yes, we made it over the 100 helm. So, start a new
0: era today, the 100 era. Oh, I don't know why this, is, this is stuff Okay. <laughs> All right. Today is May 18th, 2017. Mm-hmm. My name is Cody Spitzelberger and that is Anthony Tyson. Hi. How are you doing? So, just the two of us today. It's going to be great. So, got a couple quick pieces of news for you guys today, and then we're going to jump straight into um, us talking about the Destiny 2 gameplay reveal. Yes. Now, if you're listening to this, the audio version, in the link below, there's going to be a link below to um, a YouTube stream that we Mm -hmm. just did. Uh, Anthony and I managed to stay almost completely blind on i don't i I had one thing i had one thing i got spoiled for me for the reveal earlier today
1: yeah me too and then we
0: watched the whole thing we reacted to it that link will be down below and i'm also going to link the actual gameplay reveal without our commentary if you just want to see it without us down below as well but before we get into that anthony tyson news piece (laughs) number one
1: all right news piece number one um oh my god star trek
0: Star Trek is a thing that you like because it's in space and stars and they trek.
1: (laughs) I know. We always talk about how uh, Mass Effect is uh, so alike to Star Trek in many, many ways. Character-driven. Very similar. Yeah, character-driven, spacey, uh, technical versus the Star Wars fantasy that I love so very much as well. A nice balance between the two. Yeah, two different sides of the brain, I kind of think. But uh, Star Trek is coming back in a big way. Now, for a while ever since star trek uh, enterprise which is a very mixed show and i think largely kind of hated by the star trek community um ...aired and finished, which was, I think, back in 2004, 2005. It's been a while. It's been a long time since Star Trek has returned back onto TV. Well, CBS is bringing it back on their new all-access premium channel. Uh, kind of think of your HBO Go and things like that, but for CBS franchise mm-hmm. uh, material. Um, Star Trek Discovery is going to take place about 10 years from the events of Kirk, Spock, and the traditional crew... Now here's the catch. Looks, sounds and plays out like kind of in that post-Abrams looking universe. So I think the effects are going to reminisce that timeline and I would be shocked if it didn't play into that timeline although the funny thing is if it's 10 years before the well no if it's 10 years before the events of Star Trek because that was when Kirk was a little baby. So, actually, Discovery takes place post the timeline change of uh, Star Trek uh, 2009, if I'm not mistaken. It's kind of crazy. Um, it's, it looks good. They came out with the trailer. They came out with the first concept uh, look. And uh, it looks fine looks good like I said looks Abrams like cool. uh, which fits in aesthetically and uh, I gotta shout it out Michelle Yeoh is leading the crew nice. and if you don't know Michelle Yeoh I don't
0: know who's Michelle Yeoh uh,
1: go watch yo. Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon okay fabulous Asian cinema incredible sweeping story and Michelle Yeoh is one of the best parts of that whole entire movie so I'm excited to see her as the captain in charge for this nice. new series nice yeah I, like, never really got into Star
0: Trek, like, unfortunately. Like, I've seen... Actually, I've only <laughs> seen the first Abrams movie. I have mm, not seen Into Darkness or yeah. Beyond. So I need to do both of those, because I know you talk about them all the time. Yeah, like and Beyond but, was fun. Yeah. Beyond was a good movie. Um, I, I My grandpa
1: is, like a super huge Trekkie see. And it's funny because if you talk to a lot of the hardcore, hardcore Trekkies, they do not like the Abrams universe. So I'm really curious how this new series is going to be received because as far as I understand it, again, I think it is in that setting after the timeline shift of uh, 2009 star Trek. Mm-hmm. So post Abrams verse. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it's all about discovering new planets. Uh, we're set in a timeline where, you know, we still have those conflicts with the Klingons and the Romulans. It's all kind of exciting. And I like I like Star Trek when it's finding new things. Nice. So, looking good. Uh, very excited. Stay tuned this fall. Nice. The yeah. other piece of news uh, on my side of things is the incredibly surprising yet... Almost out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, but it's such a smart business move. Netflix is creating their own Witcher tv series and if you're not familiar with the witcher verse i mean go check out any of the incredible cd cd project red games or the books uh based off of polish folklore so if i remember
0: uh reading or correctly the series is going to focus on the first eight books which is I think it was the first five books and then three short stories.
1: Right. I not I'm not sure it's it's entirely confirmed, but I think that's the idea. yeah I think that's what most people are saying. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, the only other piece to that is that I know that it's being made by a CG visual effects company called Platage Image. S A. Now, if you're not familiar with them, uh, you will be if you've played the games because those are the people that were responsible for all the cinematic. Okay, cut so scenes it's, it's literally Richard. just going to be the
0: people who worked on the game working on the show.
1: That's what I understand. I like that. However, they haven't confirmed yet if they're actually going to be CG, t- like just a CG show or not, if it's going to be animated um, um, I mean, in that sense. Even if there's a amount of mocap. Yeah, I would be fine with it. I just, I'm thinking on the cost side. I'm like, I'm curious how how much of a bill Netflix is willing to foot for this show. I mean, because these mocaps and and uh, cinematics are expensive. You know
0: better than me. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure CGI ends up being more expensive. But I mean, when you start looking at um, cost of sets and props and all that kind of stuff, I'm wondering in today's age how much just doing it all digital. I mean is there's cheaper.
1: i d I'm not I'm not entirely sure on the specifics of being cheaper. Okay. Maybe they, they would about average because when you make physical props like Star Wars does, those physical props are now incredibly hard to make and it's time consuming as yeah. well as expensive. Mm-hmm. So that's the other side of the issue. They may be saving some uh, time costs yeah. in in a sense with doing that. So if it if it is CGI, great. That's awesome. I know that they can do it because that's what they're all about. I would expect that it is. If it's not I'm not opposed. I'm just curious how that works, especially if it's set in the realms of those books. CGI would really only make sense to me if that's the case, because that means they're recreating the events that happen in there, which are with Geralt. And Geralt is a voice, essentially like the, the guy who acts him in the games is a voice actor. And I would assume to make people get into the books and to get into the franchise, they would have that same guy come back.
0: Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you're talking to someone who's never played a Witcher game, unfortunately. Right, so right. It's like, yeah. So the yeah, lead, lead character,
1: cool. yeah, they would need to come back if they're going to do the original books. Okay. Yeah. Very, very cool. I'm interested. I mean, I'll probably watch it. I mean, the the business move is that it's Netflix's possible answer to Game of Thrones. Which yeah. could be perfect, and Game of Thrones is on the decline now because it's about to wrap up that series. Isn't it? Isn't there one more season?
0: Two more seasons? One, two, two, two more. Okay. Yeah, which yeah, the one Game is about Thrones. to begin this year. So yeah, I apologize for my my intolerance and.
1: It's okay. Someday we'll get you started, and we'll see. It. I
0: gotta catch up on like that and like so some there, some. yeah,
1: I know. But that that one's one that I think you would really enjoy. I probably will. Get into it. I like swords and dragons and shit and uh, zombies ish
0: ish. Oh, spoilers.
1: Yeah. will see all
0: right last piece of news um it's funny that none of the comic book buffs of geek <laughs> domination are, are on for yeah. this piece but while we're not big comic book guys something that you and i both love is watchmen yes and i i know you have the comic because i bought it for you for your birthday thank you again um but we both love the movie yeah, yeah i, I mean, absolutely adore the Watchmen movie.
1: It's weird. I mean, it's like it's like Snyder had like a polar shift. It's weird. If you watch the regular cut, I think it's vastly inferior to the extended. I mean, but I mean, the, the extended the, even
0: is- the, the regular <sighs> is still amazing. I don't think I've ever actually seen the extended cut. Oh, really? Because the last time we watched it at my house, it was the regular version we're gonna need to fix that yeah we'll need to fix that
1: because i think the regular version is good but
0: um but, again no, we're not the huge comic book buffs yeah. here but one of the cool things that they've done with the recent dc rebirth event was bring watchmen basically into the extended dc universe yeah because with, the, it
1: was, with manhattan
0: yeah yeah with manhattan and comedian mm-hmm. um so we've been like okay well where does this lead us now well it got announced earlier this week that the Doomsday Clock event will be happening in November, which is a
1: crossover with the full DC Universe and Watchmen. And and if I'm not mistaken, too, this, is, uh, uh, this knowledge comes to me from at least Collider Heroes, which is their uh, comic book uh, talk show, so uh-huh. to speak. And uh, John Schnepp uh, said, at least before, and I could be wrong about this, but he says that this is also not only a reset for the the two series colliding, but also a reset in the sense of prints and things too. Like there's like, there's going to be a hard and fast line of DC comic books after this point that are going to like have a lineage. Yep. They're going to make sense. They're like resetting the numbers. They're going to I a, think this is a system. I think this is kind yeah. of where this is like a huge thing.
0: Zane should still be in the chat so we can confirm or deny this. Yeah,
1: please do. Um,
0: I believe this is where kind of the rebirth event ends where this is, this is it after it. And then we start going back into regular quote-unquote comment
1: right and i'm excited for that because honestly the most confusing things about comics for me to get into is that it's like well where do i start where's my starting point point? and it sounds like this doomsday event is going to be the yeah. perfect starting so point.
0: i want to read a couple things that zane shared with me from the, the mega reddit too which uh hurt my fucking brain <laughs> so here As we go. always does. Uh, Rorschach's final journal entry was November 1st. November 1st, 2017 will be a Wednesday. Mark my words, without delays, this issue will be released on November 1st,
1: which would be okay. really
0: cool for the whole meta. Mm-hmm. Crazy thing. Um, there's an incredible amount of symbolism to this release. Doomsday Clock equals DC, equals DC Comics, equals Detective Comics. Also, Darren Cook, who passed away one year ago today. Doomsday killed Superman in the comics. The writer of that story was Dan Jurgens, who is currently writing Action Comics. If DC keeps double shipping, Action Comics 1000 will come out next March. If Doomsday Clock is four issues, then that means that AC 1000 will serve as an epilogue to the entire story, or at least the beginning of this new status quo. Also, if we go forward with the DC Universe (laughs) Rebirth number 1, The Button and Doomsday Clock will form a three-part trilogy that would be three 80-page stories, 240 pages in all, 240 seconds is four minutes, four minutes to midnight is the whole Doomsday Clock imagery, 12 issues make 12 hours in a clock. What the fuck? Uh, Rorschach's final journal entry was November 1st. <laughs> November 1st will be at Wednesday this year. Doomsday Clock could release. Then 16 days later, we'll see the release of Justice League, directed by Zack Snyder, who directed the Watchmen movie. Dang. Uh, April 1986 was when Crisis on Infinite Earths last issue released. Six months later, it would see the release of Watchmen 1. Expect some sort of connection, especially with the whole comic cam imagery in Crisis on Infinite Earths and the Manhattan's own Blue Hand. Final thing. Superman versus Doctor Manhattan, life versus death, hope versus optimism, alien-made human versus alien-human-made alien. What? Why are you laughing?
1: It's just funny because every single new piece of news that you you have and like the links that the Reddit thread has and. By the way, Reddit does this all the time. But it's like, I could have thought it would stop there. And then there's this extra piece. And then there's this extra piece. It never piece, stops. And I'm like, Reddit, oh, my Reddit God. Reddit is a beast.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, will it be revealed that Dr. Manhattan is the cause of Superman's troubles for the past 30 years since Christ on Infinite Earth? Can the constant messing of the timeline, continuity, and the whole DC universe be due to Manhattan's vendetta against Superman and the heroism in general? Superman is the core of DC, the core of all superheroes. I think John Franks are going to prove why with this story. Could not be more exciting excited
1: so yeah that's obviously mind-blowing on the next level for comic book geeks out there no wonder why everyone's so excited for rebirth yeah that's cool so um
0: thank you Sane, for jumping in on this uh (laughs) we still have him (laughs) we still have him he's still here um the ending of Doomsday Clock is technically, yes, the end of the Rebirth event as now. Numbers won't be reset. However, any points between arcs are good places to start. Rebirth event is technically over. The three arcs, Rebirth, the first 80-page first book, Mystery of the Button, and Doomsday Clock are the three-part trilogy.
1: Cool. So, And I like how this whole event, too, reminds me much of the Watchmen comic where it comes out in, like, this huge-ass form. Yeah, It's its own contained thing. Yeah. So that's cool.
0: So that's what I love, that they, they basically said, like, this is going to be that. There's not going to be a lot of flow off from that, so they'll be very good. Love it. Do you mind watching the chat while I bring up stuff for our actual topic, which we're going to jump into right now. So, as we said at the start of this cast, um, literally right before this, Anthony and I watched the gameplay reveal for Destiny 2, and we kind of haven't really even talked about it yet, other Uh, than talking about it throughout the entire thing.
1: Yeah, actually, I think out of all of the... I, I, I think... Out of all of the GD members, I think I've been the least talkative about Destiny 2. Yes. And any excitement or fears about it. Um, I've just been... After Rise of Iron, I was kind of like, that was a thing. That was fun. I'm done.
0: Yep. Which is 100% okay. And yep.
1: then you you have the person who's probably the most. Like, oh, yeah. The complete inverse. I, I told... Craziest fucking person. Yeah. I told you I was going to be the filthy casual for the cast.
0: Which is fine. <laughs> and I mean, like, here's here's the thing. Like... It's crazy for me that, you know, you, we literally have the two polar opposites here, the crazy hardcore player and the filthy casual, quote unquote, but like the filthy casual, quote unquote, is what destiny is actually made for. It's so much more of a casual experience. And then like, there's this assholes like me who try to make it into so much more than it is.
1: Hey, I love that. I mean, it's like me with stars, anything that honestly, five million times we say it, but it's like anything that you attach onto that becomes a part of your geekdom geek domination um that's okay like that's good it it should be good to love things no absolutely and it should be good to only like things too i
0: 100 agree so the reveal happened earlier today it was a big live stream press conference game event e3 sort of event yeah it was like a mini e3 it was a very mini e3 and i feel like they actually like the conference
1: overall was good It, it had a good flow um I mean, if I had a little bit of a complaint, there was a lot of repeating, I think, of a little the bit. same statements. Uh, yes. But it all worked. It was like, let's, it
0: talk talk yeah. let's talk about something, video, where we talk about the same thing. let talk about something, video, where we talk about the same thing. It only happened a couple times, so it wasn't a huge thing. Yeah. But let's jump into this. So one of the big things they stressed was that Destiny 2 will be a new beginning for anyone, mm-hmm. everyone. So they're Love literally, that. you know, two clean slate. Uh, right at the beginning, they said that they had three visions from D2 from the beginning, which was a world that pulls you in. Amazing things to do, and there's always someone to play with. Mm. So I like all three of those, like yeah. those three focuses. It's very cool. And then they jump straight into the gameplay, and, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, so, you,
1: you can see our faces on that live stream. As soon as, like, you see the events of the attack. Yeah.
0: So <sighs> um, something that I always – I think everyone always wished was, you know, that – they started doing this more with the Taken King, but was that the NPCs are more of the story. They're not just there. They started doing this with the Taken King. They established that a little bit more for Rise of Iron, but here they're just full-blown charging out of the gates with this. Not only do we see in the cinematics the Vanguard Guardians actually using supers, which it's super basic, but I absolutely love that it's like, these are Guardians just like us they have the same powers just like us
1: in in essentially a five minute reveal um if you're talking about the initial one maybe seven minutes it was somewhere for the right actual there. yeah initial yeah. gameplay reveal event was yeah it's like seven minutes worth. Of yeah coverage. they showed more of the characters than i think the entire of destiny did for the characters Basically. I mean, it, it really this is what we've really wanted. It's like you said, we want these characters to be involved in the game. We want to see them. Why are they the leaders that they are? And oh, we saw that.
0: <laughs> oh, we saw, that. yeah. So um right from the get-go, gameplay looks similar it's nothing like absolutely crazy game changing like we're not all of a sudden playing an action side scroller rpg I,
1: when i think about my final thoughts that's that kind of starts the the summary of it but i'll wait for that yeah so gameplay nothing super crazy yeah. changed here
0: it's still yeah. it looks like destiny still mm-hmm. the ui is a little bit different but we Barely. get to that yeah. um big thing we see right away the vanguard is fighting alongside you in the game, it's not even cutscenes. They're there fighting with you, and that was awesome, man. I, I just, loved it.
1: I like Zavala holding down the fort. You know, Zavala Ikora taking bubbles. down bubbles. It just looked cool. Yeah, it was good stuff. Yeah.
0: Right away, we see the new quote-unquote subclasses.
1: <laughs> I love the way they okay, did that. It's so just like normal, just you know, out of,
0: out of nowhere. Yeah. So what we have here is basically adjusted versions of the current subclasses uh we only seen we know that they kind of the old ones kind of exist in some way shape or form that we were hearing from people actually mm-hmm. at the event playing but the three new quote-unquote ones they saw was the void for the titan is now called sentinel and it's captain
1: america captain Freakin' america it looks awesome it looks super cool this is like what we want this is like literally this is what i've wanted for Titan <laughs> for forever like it feels Dude, more like no, a tank now. literally i think you talked about this last year you're yeah. like this is what i would imagine it to be and lo and behold here we are you know, that's so what it is a
0: shield made straight from void energy punch and stuff with it throwing it around Ooh. literally holding it up like a shield like protecting your other
1: teammates. And seriously, you see it later on in the uh, reveal where it uh, like hits like two or three guys oh, it bounces. like it it ricochets. in America. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "Whoa,
0: that's awesome. It looks really cool." That made me very excited. Next up for the Warlocks, we for the for Sunsinger, it's now being called Dawnblade, and when you pop the equivalent of radiance now, you get a ah. sword made of solar energy. <laughs> yeah. And it was launching off solar attacks just waves of energy just decimating foes
1: yeah it looked it was like weird. it had a good uh close and then this incredible range that you yeah, can get yeah just to. like
0: literally kind of like the um the exotic um arc sword oh, yeah. Bolt caster where it's just, like yep. literally shooting off bolts of energy mm-hmm. looks really cool um, Tight. and then the third one we saw which is for titan uh, it's called uh, arc strider but in the, the spirit of Blade Dancers, we're going to be calling it Pole Dancer yeah. from here on out. And, and just as a side correction, yeah, I
1: think you meant Hunter. What did I say? You said Titan.
0: I'm sorry. Hunter. Yes, you're hunter. 100% right. So the Hunter Arc subclass is now called Arc Strider, Pole Dancer. Yeah. Um, it's very similar to Blade Dancer, except now he has a spear. And this is like a staff kind of thing. Literally like doing like crazy acrobatics, mm. like crazy dodgy, fancy
1: I'm loving going it. Around. You know, he looks he, cool. he looks. You know what it reminds me of like a uh, like a old uh, like wushu. You know, like martial artist. Just no, like running around the battlefield. I'm just loving it. running that.
0: around, just hitting stuff with its staff and just going mo- or like mm-hmm. going through mm-hmm. the motions without stopping at all. Yeah, you're like
1: Darth Maul. Yeah.
0: So those are the quote unquote new subclasses that we've seen so far. We don't know exactly how these interact with the old subclasses of the same um, element type.
1: Yeah, and, and here's the thing that I'm really curious about, too. Many times you see them use it in different ways. So, like, you activate your special, right? Uh-huh. And then you get, uh you know, Stabby Stab, but the distance in case of the, the uh, dawn, dawn... blade, blade. Dawn, blade yeah. dawn blade, And then the Pole Dancer, you kind of see him zip, zip, zipping around, and then he's throwing it. It's and looked- then you get that for the Void as well, but then he also has, like, a blocking effect yeah. just like the old So the, the thing that I kind of, like... Saw
0: that We saw this a tiny bit with um, Arcblade in the Blade Dancer. And then we had a tiny bit of this for Sunbreaker for Titans. Mm -hmm. Where there's a couple different abilities you can use while your super is active. We see this a lot more here. Where there's, you know, again, the Sentinel, the Titan, is throwing their shield. It's bashing things in with its shield. It's holding it up as a shield and protecting its teammates. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more variety in the abilities now. Which looks really cool. And the crazy thing is, like, this is just our
1: first glance at this the, yeah this we three have n- subclasses like C, three subclasses what? again
0: we'd have no idea how these interact with the subclasses of old for the same element um we do know from reports coming from the event that striker and gunslinger are still in the game interesting in some way shape or form they've been changed slightly striker is now a roaming super that you can use multiple times and slam multiple times you can <sighs> also shoulder charge God, throughout it that looks cool uh, and then Gunslinger has also been changed to six shots instead of three, uh, but they're, it's a much weaker shot. Right. Part, just like fine. that one
1: exotic kind of let you do before, yeah, just a little bit more shots, modified.
0: Yeah. Uh, but again, you, know, you have six shots total. Um, they did say that it is still a one shot in PVP. So now you just got six shots. That, that's, that's scary. Yeah, that's frightening. That's a little scary. So we got all that. Um, we also saw they didn't really talk about it at all. But we saw in a lot of the gameplay some sort of new, um, like, support ability. We don't know exactly what it is. Um, they never talked about it. But in the um, reveal, we saw the Warlock throw down a healing rift, and an empowering rift, and, like, literally, like, buffed out its damage. And then later in the reveal, we saw Titans pop up, like, a little, like kind of like chest-high shield barrier Yeah, thing. that was
1: cool. That reminded me of the uh, Mass Effect Andromeda uh, ability with uh, the engineers, how they can actually create a, a kind of wall. Actually, no, that might have been the soldier class, but it reminds me a lot of that. It looks like a small, maybe timed shield that you can essentially bring up for you and your allies to hide behind for a minute and then break off. Yeah. yeah. So, again, we don't really know exactly what those
0: abilities are. We never really saw... They never really talked about it, um, but that's cool. I like that there's this like kind of like a new support ability-esque thing. Yeah,
1: more options I, I usually find is always better. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, so I had to switch pages real quick. My apology. Um, next thing that we saw is they're changing how they're doing weapons. Instead of a primary special heavy slot, mm-hmm. there's now what they're calling kinetic energy and power weapons. Um, there's a lot more freedom here.
1: Yeah, It looks absolutely. like, so
0: basically what I saw from what I can glance, like your, your kinetic slot is basically the same as it is as a primary now, but there's more weapons that you can put in there. Like we saw a sidearm in the kinetic slot. They mm-hmm. talked about, you can put shotguns and snipers in the kinetic shot and it looks like this will be your non-elemental weapon.
1: Right. Regardless. I, yeah. Gen- generally,
0: generally that's what so it seems like it is. That's really cool. Then we got the energy weapons, which looks almost like the same thing. But this is when you start getting your elements. So we saw your usual elemental shotgun. We saw elemental primaries, as we call them now, elemental pulse rifles and stuff like that. I think that's where this goes. And it's, again, basically adding the same weapons. But here's where you start adding elements.
1: Yeah. So imagine, if you will, you could have a sidearm that's non-elemental and a sidearm that is elemental in both slots. Don't do to. that. <laughs> I don't know why you do that. I don't yeah. know why
0: you do that. But that option's there for you. Yeah, which is cool. There's so much more opportunity here. Where, you know, this think about how this affects PvE. Mm-hmm. Where in just you can have you have so much more freedom mm-hmm. to do what exactly what you need for your team. Play style too. Say you need a long-range weapon and you need a shotgun. Boom. You got a sniper in your kinetic, because you know, you just you need to know, snipe stuff off, but then you need An arc shotgun for some really crazy enemy with a shield. You've got
1: that. I love that. I love that freedom so much. That's what makes Halo so fun.
0: And then the power weapons, um, we saw a couple different things. So we saw somewhat of a rocket launcher that had more of an energy-based effect, which was cool.
1: Yeah, reminded me a lot of Reach's uh, plasma launcher. Yeah, that's what it was called. called. We were trying to remember what it was (laughs) called in the
0: middle of the story. We were in the heat of the moment. We were. Um, There was more of a mini gun, kind of like a Gatling gun in there. Fucking sweet! That looked sweet as oh all hell. Oh my god! And then the thing that I think had both of us the most excited with all the crazy applications they were going through, there was a fucking grenade
1: launcher! Yeah, I mean more anything with more AOE I really get excited for, and there was an interesting thing that I noticed too that I, I didn't bring up in the heat of the moment but it looked like that other time when they were zooming in, it had a slightly different like change to the way the weapon played it yeah. looked like it was more of like per- sniping the grenade you know yeah. which
0: you know good because i, love I, I always love they they don't really mess with it that much but i love when the the weapon archetype changes drastically from when you're hip firing to when you're, you're zooming you're zooming in so it. that's always good that's all really the um the information we got for the weapons but everything we saw looked really cool looked rad looked yeah. rad and that's yeah it, it's just looking fun yeah Um, Let's switch gears here and kind of go into more of the story. Uh, We know that the main enemy right now for Destiny 2 is Gaul. Gary. Gary. Um, That is the leader of the Red Legion for the Cabal. Uh, And Mm -hmm. his story motivations was a lot different than I thought they were going to be taking. But basically, he's come here because
1: he feels like the Traveler made the wrong decision. Right. And this is the thing that every good story wants to try and do. So it's a it's a it's an easy claim to make, hard to accomplish. But we'll see. It's like we want the villain that we can empathize with to a certain degree, because then the motivations and the um, I guess the payoff for the hero's winning yeah. is a lot more interesting and a lot more involved because you're involved on both sides. Of the I
0: fight. mean, he already has a better motivation than every other raid boss in Destiny One who was just mad. We yeah we ass- we assume we assume. I mean, Apion mad because we attacked yeah. his vault. Crota yeah. mad because we attacked his home. Oryx, right. mad because we killed his son. Yeah. Oryx had the most motivation out of all of them. Actually,
1: yeah. Oryx was the one that I was like, oh, that makes sense. That, that makes, makes a lot of sense. sense. But everyone else
0: was just mad because we're in their house. Yeah.
1: And I, I like this idea that a quote unquote uh, disciple of the darkness as we know it, because yeah. Cabal are supposed to be a part of the, the forces of the darkness, whatever yeah. that is. Or darkness. Is now like, no, the light should be given to us. Yeah. Which, you know, interesting it's concept. kind
0: of like a. a um. Oh, what's the word I want? Like a cloud of judgment. Like yeah. you, you wonder. Like you know. Like obviously, they. I don't know if they like see like the light should belong to us. Yes, they're more like this power should belong to us, and they're like this power that you have that makes yeah, we're you the ones worthy, really of... cool and fancy and powerful. No, that that's mine. Yeah, I feel like absolutely. that should be me. Yeah, yeah. So from here, uh, we go into the crucible. They mm. talked about it a tiny, tiny bit. Mm. Um, all they really said was. All crucible types, now 4v4. Which is interesting from the 3v3 and free-for-all and 6v6 that we saw before. Yeah.
1: Um, This is like a two-sided coin for me. Um, Clearly, and they mentioned it many times, they are going after a competitive element with their PvP. Yes, 100%. Um, That is just a basic thing that I think everyone's going to be trying to do, especially after the ages of, um, you know... uh, Oh, wow, what's that one FPS that's like... Is old as time, but everyone plays it. Counter-Strike. Like, well, uh, well, in, in a post-Counter-Strike and Overwatch world. You know, you want your competitive esports, yeah. essentially. So Destiny wants that for them. I don't know if that's necessarily what exactly I would hope for. I kind of think that they're doubling down a little bit on I'd that like so much. I like... I would like variation. That's what I'm saying. That's
0: what I always liked about Halo, where if I wanted Mm -hmm. to go into a free-for-all, I could. If I wanted to go into a 4v4 or a Slayer or a SWAT, I could. If I wanted to go into a big team battle, I could.
1: Right. So I'm a little worried with this eSports-focused absolute mentality. But then again, it's the beginning of the game. If that's what they want to make sure they get right first, by all means do it. They can do it. And then they can add other modes later. Yeah.
0: Um, they also say that there's going to be a new HUD specific for Crucible that shows a lot of cool information on the enemies, specifically if they have their super or if they have their power armor. I like this a lot. Me too. Um, one of the Strategy. cool things that they did with um, WoW is PvP, whereas um, while WoW has an extremely customizable UI through the use of add-ons and anything. If you're competing at any sort of competitive level with PvP, there's no like custom UI that you can do. But what it does show you is a couple things. Um, in PvP, there's you know, there's trinkets and wow, and one of the main PvP trinkets allows you to break out of any form of CC. So whether that's a sun or a sleep, you can see when they've done that, you can see when they've used their own CC, and then you can see kind of when they have their health. It's kind of the same approach here. It's giving you information on your opponent, that's not like game-breaking information. Though.
1: Absolutely. I mean, it, it just reminds me of things like way back in the day, if we want to really break it down. I mean, that's why we have the radar in FPSs now. Yeah, that's a FPS's very FPSs originally didn't used to, and yeah. that added a new competitive element. Very,
0: very, very cool. Um, and then they did talk about that there is a new, there's a bunch of new modes. The only one they really talked about was something called Countdown, um, which is an attack and defend kind of mode. That, that's all we got for information for it. It sounds like Capture the flag to kinda, me. Kinda. Um, if it's that or if it's more literally like I mean it almost kinda sounds like Overwatch. Yeah. To a point.
1: Yeah, like, you know, take the payload to this location. Yeah, except without the
0: payload. It's kinda more yeah. like the ones where it says like capture the points and then that this keeps going back and forth. So maybe
1: like a one bomb assault.
0: Kinda. Yeah, so maybe. I'm interested to see how that works out. And I'm interested to see how Crucible kinda flushes out. Yeah. Cause I, that's
1: really all the crucible
0: information we got. Yeah, absolutely um so i'm interested to see from there um next up this is kind of out of order and i'm sorry because i'm just pulling this off a thread um (laughs) nice quality of life change can launch all activities in the world without going to orbit yeah thank god very seamless
1: i love how the guy was just too going into orbit's your favorite thing to do right
0: yeah like even like developers were like no we're we're sorry like at least we're we're fixing this yeah um there's a big focus on new social areas or I'm sorry new um explorable areas your kind of um planetary destinations before your what was the
1: word public area good lord I yeah. can't remember the word Um, this was a part, if you go back to the stream again, I'm going to keep, keep bringing it up where our faces lit up. You can, you can see the excitement because it's like, this is one thing that we really want in this destiny universe. You know, what's the biggest complaint is that we're not getting invested into the world in the moment. And this is one of the many quality of life changes along with some of the ones that you're going to mention in a second that gets you there. Okay. So the new public areas,
0: first of all, there's a map now. Mm. Thank fucking God. Uh, the map shows information as to, you know, what you can do in these public areas. When there's the public events going live, it'll show you where they are and when. God, thank God. Yeah. It's the fact that, like, you had to, like, use, like, a third-party app that showed when an event might happen. <laughs> and then
1: wait around, kind of, like, you know, Is kill going to happen?
0: Ads? Nope. Okay, go to the next spot. So, mm-hmm. I like that. Even if it's just, like, you know, like, two minutes before the event starts, I like to know when I land on a planet... That there's going to be something there. I know exactly where it is for me to do.
1: You're not wasting time. Yeah. Um,
0: It also, I don't think they ever
1: actually confirmed
0: this, but it sounded like there was going to be multiple areas where you could actually land in the public space.
1: No, they alluded to it. They 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 alluded alluded
0: to to it heavily, but I don't think they ever actually confirmed it. No. Which, if they do that, that's awesome. I love it. They also talked about adventures, which is basically just like side missions that characters are going to send you on, which if they're engaging and they're rewarding, I like it.
1: Yeah. they. I mean, they do literally mention that these are things that are like little pieces of story, you know, little yep. slices of life for you to enjoy, mm-hmm. uh, whether you're alone or with friends. Yeah.
0: Um, and then they talked about treasure maps, and I like this a lot. So treasure maps is basically you get to go around the area and discover an area, and then it, basically go into a little mini dungeon mm-hmm. in the public area mm-hmm. i really like i that. like this a lot and they talk about there's going to be loot for you to find there's going to be mini boss for you to find i like this it gives me more stuff to do in my public area
1: and and not only that too but i think that this is a great opportunity to have a raid feel but without having to pull your raid group together you yeah. know you can do it maybe even by yourself that would be awesome i like that, that these gives, yeah, have opportunities it, it like you
0: that to do in a group of three a group of you know however many they didn't say whether or not they were extending that the group that's size. another thing
1: that they have left on the wayside and again cody and i bring it up in the live stream they got to have some stuff for
0: e3 e3 is three weeks away which fuck mm-hmm. here we go it's getting there um and then the beta will be sh- probably shortly after uh jen in the comments says it sounds like they are trying to appeal more to story-based solo players um which is awesome gives me more stuff to do in the world whether it's a solo player or a group player awesome love it and they talked about how there are four new worlds they did not say if it was alongside the old ones if these were all we were getting cool whatever Um, they talked about earth again which is the European dead zone which is what we've explored now they said it's like almost two times the size of anything they've built before which, which is thank awesome God. if they give me the, okay here's what I want give me space but then give me stuff to do in that space yeah I like that that's the that's the thing that, you know, Witcher 3 did so well. Wow. Yep. Well, it's
1: so fucking dense.
0: Yep. And then we get uh Titan, which is a moon of Saturn. Yes. Uh we get to go there. That's going to be super exciting. Um and then we get to go to Nessus. This is the one that you were really freaking so out excited about. about. Okay. Yeah. So, throughout kind of Destiny 1 story, they talk about how the Vex like literally devour planets and make Mm -hmm. them machine worlds. We see uh, the biggest one that we see of this is Mercury and we start seeing Venus and Mars start taking this effect. Nessus is straight up a Vex machine world.
1: Yeah. It's been consumed. It's been consumed.
0: It literally looks like, like you said in the stream, like a giant vault of glass Mm -hmm. just with the, the archetype and the, the environments just looking very Vex like and very machine like looks very, very, very cool and they talk about there where like Cade went off there to explore and he kind of got like trapped there so we got to go we got to go help him out again engaging our npcs and making us interact with them
1: and they they bring this up for each one yeah. like each world
0: seems to have one so while Nessus is really cool, what I'm actually the most excited oh, about—oh, really? Okay, I wouldn't have up on the, that. Because the story stuff is Io, which is oh, a, which I, is a moon of Jupiter. Yeah, and in the the reveal, they talked about how this is the basically the farthest out that the light of the Traveler touches. And it's a very sacred place for guardians, specifically warlocks.
1: Yeah, it's like it's the inception point for the moment that the traveler was about to go silent. Yeah. Yeah, it's so,
0: cool. It's a very sacred place to the guardians. And that just, that's cool. That's a cool story thing that they could have done. And it's like it's this very sacred place. I'm wondering almost and hear me out. Um, obviously, part of the thing we have to go do once the traveler dies is discover new powers. I'm wondering if IO was kind of where that starts happening, where we're going to Perhaps. this very sacred place that's been, like,
1: basically bathed in power and almost untouched by by well, the natural universe. So, And here's this confusing thing that you get in the trailer. So they straight up say, at least at first, the light's gone. There's a point where all the Guardians lose touch with the well, Traveler and, like the light and the connection with the Traveler as you know it is gone. However, then Zavala later says in one of the other videos uh, in the reveal that they show around this time Uh when you're talking to him was uh, if you can get the light back, then maybe all of the other Guardians can get the light back. So they allude that it's still happening. Yeah, so
0: it's it's this kind of meta moment where they make your character feel important, which was something that a lot of people complained about with Destiny 1. Make my character feel important. Your character is important because for whatever reason... You can still wield the light in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. That makes you special. That makes you special. So I like that. That's very, very, very cool. Next thing they talked about was clans. And there was a lot of cool stuff here. So one of the biggest problems with Destiny 1 was the clan was basically just there and to do anything involving your clan you couldn't do any of it in game you had to go on your computer and then to invite someone you had to invite someone and they had to confirm the invite and you have to confirm the invite the being confirmed
1: and it was or, like a giant fucking mess or and and this is the other th- problem I think was with this 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 was in the age where everyone was like we can connect our mobile devices to our games division was doing it destiny was yeah, doing great. it so they had the, the destiny mobile app and that's how you would do that uh, as well you know you could you could, But you can't even do a there.
0: lot of it from the Destiny app. A lot of it you have to go straight to Bungie.net, do right. all of it
1: there. At least you can manage it afterwards. You could
0: manage it afterwards but to yeah. get people in it, you have to go to that. You're right. But they said, for the first time, which thank fucking god, clan support is in the game. And you can do all that shit from in the game. Good, thank you. I mean like... Press I, conference over, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good!
1: <laughs> Again, it's like one of the basic complaints from Destiny 1 is things that were outside of the game not being in the game itself. And you know they did this like cody's saying with like clans are in it now they are in the game there's a ui for it yeah. you know you don't have to go outside of it and then another thing that you're going to bring up in a second is the whole raid mechanic around clans yeah which, which i think we'll is get to exciting. that oh later. i'm skipping a bit You're I'm skipping sorry.
0: a little bit so things they confirmed alongside of clans being added into the game um custom banners this is cool which is cool because because your clan a little bit of identity yeah. i hope they extend this um into shaders and emblems for your clan they alluded they alluded to it we don't know for sure um and then there was something that they started talking about and then never fully fleshed out it sounds like and if they do this i love it it sounds like they're doing almost
1: weekly quests for your clan to complete that gives your entire clan rewards and that's where i'm saying maybe those shaders and things come in too because it's like well, give us things that would be fun additions to the game, but not game breaking.
0: There is also work for. a clan level now. We don't know what it does. We don't know if it's literally just a number attached to the clan, and that's cool because yeah. you got a number. I-, I would hope it's not like the Grimoire,
1: you know, yeah. where Maybe. it's like the level is just there.
0: But the the quest, the weekly quests, again, they they kind of started talking about it, but it didn't make it like super fledged full. I don't know if it's you know, you complete this quest, you get some currency and some legendary engrams. Um, What I'd like to see, which would be really cool, is say you complete this quest, gives your clan a buff for the rest of the week. Whether that's um, 20% increased drop chance on this, or you have an increased chance to get exotic engrams, or you have x increased amount to find x material x planets stuff like yeah. that would be really really cool
1: um i mean and going along with that too the way they left that kind of open-ended i think that happened a lot when it comes to rewards and perks and how you get them there's a lot of alluded to things you know they never strictly said we're gonna have exotics work this way yeah. and that is fine with me right right now especially because again e3 is coming e3 is coming they don't want to give everything away
0: during this event they still want to have stuff to talk about you know at e3 when the beta comes out there will probably be some sort of news event again in august right before the game comes out for another info dump so they didn't want to give all the information out right away makes sense fine um also again this is kind of mixed and jumbled uh drivable tanks confirmed
1: oh i thought that was gonna be later um (laughs) Yeah, we, we kept seeing this randomly in the in the trailer in the reveal. Um, you know, somebody would pop up, and then oh, there's a tank uh, being released, and you're like, that looks like a scorpion tank. And then later, the tank would fire, and then later, you'd see a guardian get it to the tank and, and then, then use it then like drive to, it around. So yeah, more vehicles. So more vehicles. We don't know the extent of them. We don't know what they're exactly doing. We don't know their function, but we know they exist. And thank God, because. One of the things that I really want, and I think this is going to be the thing at E three that puts me over that that bump. Man, if we get if we get to use vehicles and they actually make a good, significant chunk of the game, and they make sense and they they work, god damn, I am going to love that. I want like, here is what I
0: want. Like, I am one hundred percent down. Yeah, but I am cool for tanks and stuff to do in tanks around the world. That's cool. Um, I think I am. On the other side of everyone, where unless they give me, like, a really cool system and a lot of stuff to do with it, I don't want ship combat. Like, they, they need to make it worthwhile. I, it makes sense.
1: I agree with you, but I want that. <laughs> I
0: mean, talk to a person who's like, Star Fox 64 is my shit. Uh, if you give me just a pointless, you know, space shooter that gives me two glimmer, you know, why?
1: Right. I, I mean, I, I really hope it's not a bare-bones experience. Um, I just... I want it to be there. There's such a good opportunity to do something that's not usual, yeah. and 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 I would love that to happen. Yeah. And and these Scorpion takes look cool. They're totally Scorpion takes. They're 100% Scorpion takes. Yeah, yeah, just with energy blasts.
0: Uh, next up is something they made a really big deal of, and it's not that big of a deal, Bungie. Like, it's good that you're doing this, but it's not, you know, the main focus of Destiny 2, which is something they're called Guided Games. Guided Games. It's it's looking for group in game. It's it's not matchmaking. It's not straight up matchmaking, which I I like. I'm, I'm I'm I was one of the ones who I was like, no, there should not be matchmaking in game. Mm-hmm. This is looking for group in game though. And that's good.
1: It's a combination between the matchmaking elements, but also you have to have a group that's willing to have you on there. Yeah. Um. It, yeah. It's it's totally LFG, and it's funny because they were like, "This is a revolutionary concept." I'm like, "No, you just added this third party no, like, element there that were, was great." They, put they were in websites
0: the designed around this huh. concept because you didn't put it in your game originally, right? Okay? And they you, they literally took it and just put it in. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, good that you did that, but it should have been in the game from the beginning, right? But I'm glad you did that. But, yeah, like Anthony said, um, basically what it will be, they were like, say you're doing a nightfall. And you need one more person. You can opt your group into this guided group, and then someone will join your group with the criteria. And you basically, like, say, like, oh, we're this clan doing it for this reason. And then, ba 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 And then that person can opt in to join in. And then you go from there. Yeah. Same thing can be done for raids. Exactly. Probably the same thing can be done for crucible. I like it. I think it's a smart answer to the matchmaking problem that people felt like was a problem with Nightfall and raids. Because they they straight up said, you know, approximately 50% of the player base never stepped into a raid. And that really sucks because raids are the best part of Destiny.
1: That's what literally everyone says, and and I can agree with it. I mean, when it when it works well and your your group's on point, and when you have the time to do it, and that's the other cool issue that they address. It's like, well, not everyone has the time, but then maybe suddenly they do, and yeah. it's it's pros and cons for both the people who are organizing the event that get screwed because the guy just can't make it, yeah. um, and it's good for the guy who can't make it because later then maybe they, they can, can find the people. Yeah, yeah.
0: This was a smart decision to the matchmaking problem. Mm-hmm. That was a really big thing. Um, last big thing that they talked about was PC. I was not expecting this at all, but to bring destiny to PC, they're actually partnering with blizzard. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, after the fact, it makes sense when, uh, destiny is made by, well, it's made by Bungie published by Activision. Blizzard is a subsidiary of Activision. So that part of it makes sense. But, um, Destiny 2 will be available solely through Blizzard. Solely through the Blizzard launcher. Which, which is, used to be Battle.net. Yeah, which it was funny to me that the uh, CEO of <laughs> Blizzard was like, Available only on Battle.net! And I'm like, Battle.net's dead. Like, yeah. you killed him a month ago,
1: dude. <laughs> yeah. So there was a moment in the uh, in the reaction where we're just like, This was totally, like, months ago. Yeah, you recorded this a while ago, <laughs> mm-hmm. which,
0: you know, I, I get. You got You gotta do that for, you know... I can only record this video now, but... Got to do it. So um, it's only gonna be only available through that. Uh, the cool thing that they they did with this is um, they're adding like all the social aspects of Destiny two to every other Blizzard game. So for those who don't have played another Blizzard game, you can talk to people who are playing other Blizzard games while you play your Blizzard game.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's just a it's a cool slice of life. And then the second part of it's like crazier. So. Too. Um, you will be able to use
0: your blizzard balance to buy stuff in destiny 2 what's Nuts. your blizzard balance you ask well the main source to your blizzard balance is you know obviously you can just add money to your blizzard account you can Through spend it, real world, real world yeah. money and you can spend it on all your accounts big fucking cool yeah uh the crazy thing about this is a couple months ago they allowed you to Converts your WoW gold into blizzard balance, which means you can use your World of Warcraft gold to buy shit in Destiny 2.
1: Which led to Cody promptly saying, I will go play World of Warcraft, do these couple of quests, sell all my shit, and put it into Destiny 2. Makes sense. Sweet. Love it. Why not? Yeah.
0: Gotta do it. So, there's that. Pretty cool. They also confirmed that um, frame rates will be uncapped on TC, which, good, and capped at 30 FPS for console. Wish it was 60, but whatever. Not a big deal.
1: Not in the other world. I, I really do like 60 FPS shooters. It's pretty. Um, but if, if that's what they felt like they needed to do to make it work on consoles, that's fine. I yeah. mean, as long
0: as it runs and it works. Yeah, I mean, the game, like... Don't have any fucking bugs. Yeah, don't have books. Console, or... Contrary to popular belief, uh, frame rates don't make or break a game's graphics. The game's graphics make it look pretty, and then the frame rate enhances it.
1: I will. And see, uh, that's where my reverse mentality is. Cause it's like I would always rather have a game that runs better, and I'm meaning in terms of frame rate, yeah. uh, than graphically superior. Oh, I 100% agree. It's just an added bonus to me. But I hear you. You're right. That's like the myth that's around there is that like, they're If the game related.
0: only runs at 20 FPS, it's shit.
1: Yeah, it looks like terrible stuff. I'm like, no. Uh, the game looks too.
0: okay. That's the frame rate can't handle it, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, one thing that they did not confirm or deny, um, which you know, again, E3 is coming. They can still just release. You know, Bungie does a weekly news update. They can just start throwing shit in there if they want to too. That is going to be a really nice little yeah. little thing. Um, something I saw a rumor of last night, which again they didn't confirm or deny. Something I've always wanted since they announced destiny coming to pc was some amount of cross play now i know like that's a little bit far-fetched but it's always just been kind of a dream of mine you know where i can play pc with my console friend you know kind of never figured it would happen there's a rumor i saw actually last night um that while there would not be cross play with destiny there would be cross saves which means i could play a bunch of hours on my console turn off my console Go over to my PC, play the same exact characters, the same exact progress.
1: Yeah, which is
0: amazing. I hope it happens. Again, has not been confirmed or denied yet. Keep it in mind, please, Bungie. Yeah, that would be so because good. I'm probably gonna play this game on console and PC, regardless. Make my life a little bit easier. A lot of it easier, actually.
1: You know, and if and if the complaint is, oh, we're worried about the the, the competitive multiplayer we Well, see, and PC, I'm I'm, I'm fine the if console. there's no crossplay.
0: Like, I I agree with that part of it, where it makes like competitive multiplayer kind of crazy. I mean, obviously, the simple answer is just make it separate PVP console or separate PVP servers. And then let people play whoever they want for peace or for PvE. And
1: BattleNet provides that opportunity. It does. So I I think they would be remiss to at least have not considered it and bring it up, be like, look, guys, we couldn't do it. Or look, guys, we could do it. You know? Because I think that's definitely a missed opportunity if they don't acknowledge its potential. And that was it. That yeah. was our reveal. I mean, as far as reveals go it was good I, it's, I, I think there were some people um, and maybe you had this effect for the, the reveal and that is awesome if you did but I think there's some people that wanted this reveal to be like they're going to announce spaceship content they're going to announce all of the reward systems they're going to blah 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 and like they were expecting a revolutionary thing Um, I at least for myself didn't find it revolutionary but I'm fine with that I think it was good Everything that was a big issue for a lot of hardcore fans been like we brought up many times already in this cast I think we're addressed. Yeah. You know, so for the people who are already invested in Destiny this reveal was just showing them more of the great things that are going to be added in Destiny 2 that they've been clamoring for since the beginning. Yeah. So, the big things for me, again, you know, someone who's played Destiny
0: since the first fucking day of the game, since the first fucking day of the alpha, <laughs> yeah. for Christ's sake. <laughs> it's nuts. Um, nice quality of life changes, like not having to go to orbit between every single activity, um, clan support in game. And while I probably won't use it a ton, I like the idea of guided games and it being available to me for someone who has been fortunate enough to be in a clan and raid with basically the same group of people since the beginning of the game, not having to go to these crazy lengths and gathering up six random people to do it. But I still like that that option is there.
1: Well, and it's great too, because as your guilds may increase its member base, you're going to have moments where you may be at 10 people, but both like all of them want to raid, and obviously they're going to be probably six people in raids. We don't know how many the people raids, um, but it's good for that sense because then it allows you to get the other raid group to find two other people.
0: I did have a thought since they were all like this four v four crucible uh, combat, right? Curious to see if uh, PVE groups get increased to four, which means is that um, the golden number? Maybe, maybe I don't know. Which means you know raids have always been basically two fire teams, right? I wonder if they're going to do eight team raids.
1: Oh. That'd be crazy. Yeah, if the fire team is going to be four person, that would be really interesting. I'd love to see yeah, no, what raids. We, would we look don't like know with that
0: many people. I mean, it's more six was a very odd number to begin with, but they always made it work. Yeah, um, I mean, there was always a role. Yeah, there was always a role for yeah. everyone. Um, Eight team raids are what Final Fantasy does, and it's cool. And then obviously mm-hmm. WoW does um, scaling ten to thirty five, and then the top of the line quote-unquote hardest content is 20
1: okay i mean i'll be excited to see how they do that uh with the raid system going on for but bringing it back to what we were talking about Mm -hmm. i'm just excited that we get the opportunity to not have people feel like they're being fucked
0: yes and that's a big point while while i am of a different mindset than most people and again i've always been fortunate to have the people available and with me to run this content now that option and that ability is there for everyone else, yeah. which is good. Yeah. Um. For me, this this reveal is is based on what I was expecting. I was expecting some new info. New info on the subclasses. We got it. Um. I'm interested to see how much more information is coming out over the next couple of days because I only heard like the only two things I heard from people who actually played at the event was those two things on striker and golden gun.
1: Yeah, and I think I think as people come out of that the PV P P, uh, the pvp event yeah. and actually like because you know there we'll were bunch here YouTube personalities. two personalities
0: you know you got your your dados your more consoles your mr fruit who were all there at the event playing it sure tomorrow there'll be videos from almost all of them talking about it
1: yeah i mean within the next day or so yeah yeah
0: so, so that's the part i'm looking forward to um the new subclasses look cool um i need sentinel now <laughs> i need to be so cool i need to be captain america now
1: i'm not gonna lie i mean between i i think the most electric parts of that whole reveal were obviously just that beginning segment because then it's like well this is exactly what i was hoping for from destiny um when i first thought about it true there are a few other things that i really really want too, but right. that's a big one you know and god damn you're right it just looks so funny. Sentinel looks fun cool. don blade don't really know
0: what's going on with it yet looks really cool um Pole dancer, arc, pole dancer. I don't remember. It's actually arc dancer. I don't. I don't remember what it was even called. That with pole dancer. It's, it's actually what's called. Unfortunately, it looks cool. The supers look cool. And while like the supers were
1: cool in Destiny One, these look that much cooler. I think that's what exactly you need for a number two. Yeah. Like it was funny. Luke comes out there originally. was oh.
0: like this is. Well, go ahead. By the way. It's not known as Bungie anymore. It's
1: known as Luke Smith and Friends. <laughs> Luke Smith and Friends. Um <laughs> shout out to the to the live stream. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, I honestly it was one of those things where he repeated many times over. He's like, two is because we have a new experience and it's a new beginning. And I'm like, and it's because you need two times on everything that you did before. Huh? If you're gonna keep up to that promise, you need to double down double down on on what makes the game fun and and really what it does come down to and, and at the end of the day maybe i'll play it later even if they don't do the ship combats or whatever you have it that would like blow my mind um you gotta have that fast fluid fps action that made destiny so much fun mechanically and then up the ante from there and yeah that's exactly what they showed off they're like more of what you love you remember that
0: like we basically became friends because of destiny
1: I don't know if it was just because of Destiny. That's where
0: we first met each other.
1: No, cuz yes. we had the podcast before that, wasn't no. it? No.
0: I met you during the Destiny beta through Zane.
1: Oh, that's because we we were only in the the beginning stage of the podcast when we didn't Very have your audio expertise. Very
0: beginning. No, cuz were you guys doing the podcast at that yeah. point? Were you yeah. okay? Cuz
1: we had talked about the we had talked about the beta, we were getting like excited for it cuz yeah. I remember we were all stoked for this game we all come from a background where like halo was a revolutionary thing in one sense or the other and you mentioned that reach was yours um and so you had that effect uh later on i had it early and at the end of the day bungie is still a uniting community and a classic awesome game company so when you hear that the people who made halo bring destiny you're going to get excited for it and then, yeah, we we probably did start that that friendship over there. But I think, I think even if destiny wasn't a part of it, we would have been friends later.
0: That's it. I think it's, yeah. I also love the uh, Facebook Live. It's just terrible, and now I'm just like seeing like all these comments that I missed. I'm sorry.
1: It's going to be one of those things where we go back later, and then we're like, oh yeah, that was a yeah, good idea. So. And that was a, a we're, great thing.
0: Uh, so I think that's it. I think it's all we got. Um, thank you guys good. For, thank good. you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. So again. Description down below. You're gonna see three links. Number one, you are gonna see our reveal or our reaction to the live reveal. We watched it live. We stayed nearly blind on it before we actually watched it. Yeah. Um. That video is up on YouTube, and again, that link is going to be down below. Really fun. Uh. Two. I'll provide a link without our reactions, where you can just watch the entire event if you don't want our stupid little faces and our voices throughout the entire little thing. You can hear Luke Smith cry. And Luke Smith cry. That was kind of okay. Um. And three very recently zane and i did a quest complete on destiny one and what we wanted to see out of destiny two none of those crazy ideas were really addressed here but you know i wasn't really expecting them to come out of here that will be linked below and uh anthony where you can you find all of this wonderful content of ours uh where where in the world can you find that
1: you can find it on geekdomination.net yeah. All up in the net. Yeah. Uh yeah, geekdomination.net, just search us there. We have the YouTube, of course, just search Geek Domination, Twitter at G33K Domination, and Instagram at Geek Domination. And then all of our Geek individual
0: uh Instagram Twitters down below. Always on Facebook. Again, we live stream every single uh podcast
1: right here on the Book of Face. And if you like and you hear you like what you're hearing and you enjoy us as a community share it with your friends you know let us know that you love it too and you're enjoying it uh awesome interactions as of late and i just want to give a shout out to the moore family they all uh after meeting them this past weekend Gave us a like on our page, yeah. and we are now up to 169, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, 179? 169. Yeah, 169. That's, I like that That's number. a growing number. That's a growing so number. Thank
0: you for all who have recently liked us. Uh, thank st- you, Moore I love you. Stick around. We got some some more stuff planned. Uh, I can more tell you stuff. right now. <laughs> more. Uh, yeah. um, next week, the cast is going to be our, um, our E3 precast and kind is of our right? predictions okay. and what we want out of it. So, <laughs> oh, boy. E3s in three weeks. We got a wedding before that, too. We sure do. It's going to be busy. Christ. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to throw your thoughts about the Destiny 2 reveal and Destiny as a whole in the comments below. And we'll see you guys next time.
1: Bye. Bye. Sexy. Bow. What the fuck?